I'm Bucky. Juice box. Oh boy. And if you guys don't know, and we've kind of talked about this in previous episodes of our podcast, we've been doing this for quite a while. Um, it is not the easiest thing to get together and do. It's not the easiest thing, as we've said in the previous episode, for Juicebox to spend his time editing. Um, we do research, we keep up with social media, having a podcast, it seems easy. And there are a million people out there, it seems like, with podcasts these days. <laughs> but there is also a lot that goes into it. And this is our second podcast from us three. Um, back in the day, I would say, what, around 2013? No, it was even before that. It was 2011. It was like right after I moved here. Wow, 2011. Dang. We started a podcast called Cool Whip and Sugar Cane's Red Box Movie Reviews. Man, I forgot all about that. Cow. <laughs> where, where we three degenerates got together and watched movies out of a red box mm-hmm. and then we would go into the studio right after that and record our immediate reaction and a review on the movie and now gen- generally we were drinking heavily during right. during this i was about to touch on that um <laughs> when we walked into the studio we had been drinking also for two hours so it became kind of comedic at times and we reviewed terrible movies i mean we went on the expendables run um we re- reviewed a movie called Haunted Casino. Oh, uh, God. But we did like between, what is it, f- about 40 episodes. Yeah, I think we, like we reviewed about 40 movies, and we had a lot of fun with it. Now, like all great bands out there, sometimes you kind of have to break up. Right. But then you get back together on a reunion tour, that- and I feel like that's what we've been on for the last year. Um Okay. It's a long tour. It is It is a long tour. And now that we have approached the year mark and we've been putting these episodes out every week, we wanted to do something really special. And because we know how much work goes into this, um, we wanted to bring to you today. We're going to take up a residence in Vegas? I thought that's what you were going to No, we're not moving to Vegas to just record a podcast in one casino so you guys can come to us. That's right. Yeah, because that's what people often do. But no, today we want to um, kind of not glorify, but we want to open up our listenership's ears to some more podcasts out there because while you are loyal to us and you listen to us, we want to also tell you what we're listening to and actually bring those people in for some interviews this week. So what we've done to play off of the idea of raising Nashville, which most of you out there know is, you know, we do episodes about raising children, episodes about the city of Nashville, and then we love pop culture. So we love throwing that in. So we have kind of corralled three of those types of podcasts that are currently being recorded in Nashville. And we wanted to kind of Shine a light. Shine a light. And and it's some of our favorite things to listen to. So that's why we want to bring this to the Raising Nashville audience today. We are going to cover one of my favorite podcasts out there. It's called Dad's Drinking Bourbon. And if you know, I feel any- like I have a lot with, in common with that podcast. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> if you know anything about being a dad, um, that is one way to kind of get over the hump and to be okay with raising children. 
Wednesday drinking. <laughs> Fair enough. Substitute but, teachers. But dad's drinking bourbon is a giant in the podcast world, especially when it comes to spirits. Um, they started back in November of 2017, so they're in their third year. Um, they have 180 episodes out. Shoot. Sweet. I know. And what they do, uh, actually, let me just go ahead and read their bio for you guys so you can get prepared for this. It says, two dads from Nashville that trade their kids' bottles for whiskey bottles after the wives and kids go to bed. Listen as the dads take a lighthearted view on reviewing whiskey, focusing on blind tastings and side-by-sides, with some interviews with people in the whiskey industry thrown in. To provide a review without bias, with a goal to make you rethink how you drink. So what Dad's Drinking Bourbon does is they they do everything from the interview master distillers out there. They talk about the newest uh, whiskeys and bourbons that have come out. And they somehow get their hands on very rare bottles to be able to review it for people. Or if something's brand new, they want to get that episode out there and review it because a lot of people follow them and they trust in them so that you can go out there and find that bottle right then before it's gone off the shelves. Mm. They do a really good job. Um, there are two guys. One guy, the, um, the main guy on the podcast is John Edwards. And then uh, I would say the color commentary is a guy named Zeke Baker. And that's who we're having on the podcast today. Um, but prior to you know, doing all of these podcast episodes, they had Facebook pages, Instagram lives. They did, they had a website and people really, you know, started catching on. They currently have 24,000 followers on Instagram. They have about 8,500 members in their group on Facebook with uh, thousands more who actually like the group who are in it. They're really influential in the bourbon world. And I have recently started to come back into this industry. It was big for me in college. Uh, let me, let's be honest. Oh, wow. It got me in a lot of trouble. So I stepped away from it for a while. But now I'm back into the appreciation mode of bourbon. Yeah, something tells me you weren't sipping on bourbon in college and <laughs> reflecting on the notes and, and um, the different flavors. I definitely was not. It yeah. was going to the back of the throat and straight down yeah, we until Blackout City. We didn't, drink for, <laughs> we didn't drink for the taste back then. <laughs> no, we did not. Um, but now since I'm back into it and we are parents on this podcast, we want to do this interview for you guys. So here is Zeke Baker with Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Zeke, thanks so much for taking time out of your day today to come on Raising Nashville Podcast and talk about Dad's Drinking Bourbon. We really appreciate it. We kind of want to ask you a few questions uh, about the podcast because I I know, uh, speaking for the two other guys in this room, I am such a fan. Um, So why did you and John Edwards, who we talked about, you know, prior to, uh, create a podcast about bourbon? Well, honestly, we didn't... uh intentionally do it i guess i would say we um we met a few years back at a uh, nashville sports league adult kickball team cool. and during some of the free time of that got to talking about bourbon and then uh one day we kind of you know went down the rabbit hole of you know there's just not a ton of great reviews out there it's hard to find things that are subjective like hey like you know what about you and i start doing this um unbeknownst to me at the time john has a extensive background in radio from college so he was already well versed and educated on you know putting the podcast together editing it you know producing it 
he, he does all the legwork. I'll be a hundred percent honest there. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was all complete chance that he just happened to have that background and, and enjoyed it as a hobby. And we, uh, we both realized pretty quick that we could sit down and talk and cover a lot more than if we had, we're going to rely on each other to take the time to you know write up articles and reviews and things like that. Yeah. Right. Cause prior to your podcast, you guys had, what was it like an Instagram live thing you did on Sunday nights and um, Facebook kind of reviews. And then obviously your website, you reviewed bourbon on that. Is that, is, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where we started out and kind of, you know, <clears throat> worked our way into building up a following. And then, uh, you know, once we'd realized that, uh, Hey, there's at least five folks out here that might actually listen to pay us some attention. <laughs> Maybe we should actually go forward with, uh, you know, putting together an actual legitimate podcast. Very cool. I've got a question, Zeke. Um, if, if you had to choose, what would your favorite well bourbon be? <laughs> like I've, I've drank a lot of well bourbon. in my life. I've been a, uh, a Jim beam man for a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm 38 now and it, it's been my go-to for more than 17 years. I'll give it that. I'm with that. <laughs> so, Zeke, you're old enough to remember then when it, they had bourbon or um, Jim Beam seven year and four year, right? A little bit, but you know, to be honest, the further back you go, the uh, the yeah. less focused I was on buying anything quality. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do definitely remember when they took the you know all the family uh, faces of the you know all the master distillers over the years when they changed the label a little while back took those guys off and i was a little bummed at that one yeah 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 that i i, I was sad when jim beam seven year went away and now they have a what a, a six or an eight year or something that's in its place i don't know well baker's is still a seven year and they've got some new one that's come out and i honestly haven't seen any um, literature on it yet but it's uh, just says jim beam single barrel 108 proof so I'm kind of intrigued by that. Yeah. Uh, I like the the proof being kicked up a little bit, and you know if that ends up becoming something that they allow uh, you know private barrel selections for, then I'm, I'm definitely going to try and throw my name in the hat for that pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with so many loyal followers, do you realize how influential you are in the bourbon world, or do you think, um, do you think you're influential? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say um, let's address the second half of that first. Um, I think I would say maybe a little, um, but you'll you'll never see me or John for that matter, um, you know, carry ourselves or, or try and act to portray that, you know, we're smarter than anybody else and taste things better than anybody else, or that even if we say this bourbon's great and somebody else says it's awful, well, cool. That's yeah. just your opinion. We're just here to have a conversation about stuff, man. We're all have, you know just here to have a good time. Um, but that being said, you know, we are pretty cognizant of, you know, what we do and say and, and how we do carry ourselves. Um, and especially with reviews, you know, we, we take that very seriously and strive to make them all, you know, be as legit as possible and, you know, not swayed by any third parties or, um, you know, incentivized uh, monetarily or anything. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the bio is like an unbiased opinion. And um, with so many you know, publications out there that rank bourbons throughout the years. Um, the unbiased opinion is what everybody I think is coming to. 
And to touch on old boy's question about, you know, thinking you're influential, did you ever think that when you started this podcast or when you started this idea with John at a kickball game that you'd have 24,000 Instagram followers, 8,500 members on Facebook, and, you know, probably countless downloads of your podcast? <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> not a chance. No way in the, in the world did we foresee that. It was uh, literally just he and I. Hey, here's a common bond. Uh, let's have some fun, and uh, you know, when we have free time, let's let's do this. And if you know, if other folks enjoy it, cool. But if not, I mean, we really just did it for our own sakes of uh, you know, having a hobby and, and you know, occupy some some free time here and there. So, who has been like your favorite guest that you guys have had on the podcast? We're very fortunate a couple years back um, to have Al Young on, especially now that he's passed away. So that one means more to us uh, with his passing. Um, but I would say uh, probably our favorite one, at least for me, uh, would be one of the times when uh, we've had Dan Gardner also with, with Four Roses on the show. Oh, cool. uh, we all just have a great rapport with each other. The man's, a, I mean, to say he's a plethora of knowledge is literally an understatement. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. um, but you can spend hours talking with him and, uh, you know, you just soak up the stories and the information and you know, it's never ending. You're never tired. And, uh, when it's time to go, nobody's happy about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, quick follow up to that. Um, since, you know, a lot of people are tuning or tuning into you guys to get your take on bourbons, who are some of the people that like, maybe you get your, you know, that you are tuning into to kind of get some of their opinions about it? Uh, most of what I get is, uh, just word of mouth with friends. Uh, at least, uh, three or four or five even, uh, you know, Facebook messenger group chats, uh, with people all over that, uh, been fortunate enough to meet over the years. And, uh, we always just shoot the breeze about different stuff and have all, uh, really learned to, you know, analyze everybody else's palate as well. You know, again, there's no wrong or right, but right, yeah. know, it's when one of us tastes something is like, Oh man, you got to go buy this bottle. Like this is your wheelhouse. Like it might not last a night, may not be my cup of tea, but I can tell right away when I taste it, like, you know, this is what hits so-and-so right where they want to be or, you know, vice versa. And with that said, I have to ask, and, and now we're going to get into a, a bit of the harder questions, uh, in my opinion. So I had this written down. What is your favorite whiskey or bourbon? Just in general? Um, I'm and that's not the umbrella I'm talking about if you could have if you could get on a desert island and they provided one bottle which one would that be just one bottle on a desert <laughs> island man Damn. um I, it's kind of a I guess a broad statement but um I really love pre-fire heaven hill uh, there's lots of different labels and bottlings out there. Um, you know, Willet did a ton of stuff from them in the early days under the KBD label. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really hard to pinpoint one particular, you know, brand or, or bottle per se. Sure. But to me, Prefire has such a unique profile, um, and I, I love it. Uh, I, I have more than I probably should and I probably uh, spent more than I should, but um, – it's not coming back. They're never going to make it again. And, uh, John and I laugh still, cause he tells me there's no difference. And 
I just want to slap him in the head and say, there is a big difference, son. This is pre-fire. It's better. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Of uh, And to, to touch on that, uh, I know you reviewed a lot. Every year you've done this since 2017, um, you've reviewed a lot of bourbon in 2019. So can you tell our listenership out there what came in at, you know, kind of the, that top echelon of bourbons in 2019? Hmm. You know, I'm trying to think of some of the bigger releases for last year. And it, it's funny because we're, you know, we really are able to try and even if we track down and, um, you know, buy a sample of stuff, you know, ounce or two out of our own pocket, just to say we tried it. Sure. But, you know, more times than not, I feel like, uh, you know, those big name and big brand and label bourbons, especially if you look at it from a secondary perspective, you know, they just, don't add up to anywhere near what, you know, the, the drastic difference in prices. Sure. Yep. Um, as far as the, the best thing from, from 2019, I actually think I, 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 matter of fact, I know I did this when we did our year in review for this past year, <laughs> I actually skirted the question because we sat there and thought about it. I said, man, like we had some great picks, had some great times. Uh, nothing, you know, stands out in my mind as being just like, that was the one that got me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for me, honestly, it was a, a great experience year. I mean, we met so many people and, uh, you know, got to do some picks, got to travel a little bit, got to uh, help, you know, uh, I guess host events, so to speak. Sure. Um, and then to me at the end of the day, that that's really what hits home the, the most and, and means the most to me are those relationships and, uh, you know, putting names and faces. And even if you see somebody for an hour or two and have a couple of pours, like, Hey, you know, them. so for the next five, 10, 20, how many every years, there's always an established relationship. And you know, that person's always going to be a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that was an awesome answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, and I know you guys have done, you know, quite a few picks. Uh, how many would you say you've been on at this point? Counting some of the ones that have been done with, uh, you know, rep samples in the store. I'd say at least north of 10, okay. uh, maybe even closer to 20. Um, granted, some of those, uh, the the reps drop the samples at the store, and the store maybe you've already gone ahead and, and, and picked, and, but they'll sell the samples, and I'll get to come through on the back end and say, well, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this one too much when it comes in or not. And, and I, I, yeah, absolutely. And I know I've been uh, trying to answer trivia questions and get on randomizers for the past, I'd say, month or so, because you guys have something very special out there. And I'm not going to tell our listenership what it is, but just go to their socials and you will see the bling, uh, so to speak, on a beautiful bottle that these guys have picked. Um, I've, I've got a question, Zeke. Are you drinking bourbon sure. right now? I am. I have a, <laughs> yeah. uh, a poor wild turkey, actually. My man. A, uh, a Russell's Reserve pick from the um, the Alabama Bourbon Club on this one. And my follow-up question is, can we come over there? <laughs> <laughs> the door's always open. Um, it just, you know, you got to make sure that the, uh, you know, the kids are down for the night or, uh, you know, even find a, a, a neutral spot, uh, which there's a couple of those luckily in town, too, where – uh, none of us have to worry about, uh, you know, upsetting the, the other halves or, or waking up the kids. And then, you know, that just never ends well, unfortunately. We understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Zeke. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here in just a second. But I wanted to ask you one thing. Um, what's one episode 
for people that are new to your podcast, what can you suggest one episode that they should listen to that maybe kind of hooks them in and lets them get, lets them know exactly what your podcast is all about? Um, the first thing that pops to mind is definitely, um, you know, I mentioned uh, Dan Gardner earlier, and there's multiples with him. I say we've been fortunate to, to sit down with him on more than one occasion. Uh, we've done some great shows with Sean Josephs. I mean, literally, I would say that, you know, my favorite and what I, what I always think some of our best shows are when you see that there's guests involved. Sure. Yeah, yeah. John and I, are, are, are we enjoy talking, obviously, and uh, we have a pretty good time with each other. Uh, but, you know, when you see some folks, like they did an episode with uh, the Firewater Review guys uh, when they've been in town. And, I mean, obviously you can't see it, but I definitely think just listening to it, you can feel the vibe of the room and the energy and how excited we all are just to be sitting together and shooting the shit for an hour or two about bourbon with, you know, not a distraction in the world. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that plays back to the, you know, experience side of things and uh, definitely what means the most to both he and I at the end of the day. It is awesome to bring someone else in the room because you look at the people you podcast with so often and <laughs> just to have another perspective or another person to, uh, you know, run through the gauntlet, so to speak. Um, it's, it's always fun for that. Um, Zeke, I want to, you know, uh, tell you my sincere appreciation for coming on our podcast today. I know we all appreciate it. Can you tell our listenership out there where to find you guys? Ooh, now that's the hardest question of all. I, I told you, John, he handles all the logistics. <laughs> um, we're definitely on Facebook. Uh, we have a page and then also have a, a Facebook group, uh, both listed our dad's drinking bourbon. On Instagram is dad's drinking bourbon. Uh, Twitter, which we don't do a ton there, but we do have an account at least, is just bourbon dads. Okay. And as far as uh, finding the you know podcast, as far as I know, we're on literally every platform that's available for podcasting. So if All you can't find us, certainly uh, look us up, shoot us a message, and uh, I probably won't be able to give you the answer, but John will. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. And if you like bourbon and you're a dad and you have not been uh, sleeping under a rock somewhere, you have heard the Dad's Drinking Bourbon podcast. It is uh, massive out there. I know it's one of my fa favorite uh, podcast to listen to on a weekly basis. So you guys keep doing what you're doing and I know that we will keep listening. So again, Zeke, thanks so much for taking the time with us today and, uh, enjoy that, that glass of Russell's. Will do. And no, thank all you guys for the opportunity and, and, and giving me the time. Always happy to, uh, you know, collaborate, especially when it's, uh, you know, promoting the hometown team, uh, go Nashville. There you go. I, we really appreciate that plug too. <laughs> all right, Zeke, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks y'all too. All right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but that interview was a lot of fun. Um, I learned, I learned a lot and I, we really appreciate Zeke for coming on and talking with us today. Up next, we have something pretty awesome for you guys. And I was kind of blown away when I first kind of learned about Chris Green and his podcast, the 99% Local Podcast. And when I first heard about this, I thought, man, this is going to be 99% of Nashvillians, you know, that are talking about it. And the 1% are going to be transplants like Juicebox. Yep. 
And uh, we found out that it was the exact opposite. The 99% Local Podcast, uh, there's about 22 episodes out currently right now, and they've done everything from interviews to, you know, local people that live in Nashville, local comedians, uh, country musicians, authors, artisans. They even have an American Idol contestant. Um, so I think Chris does a really good job. He does all of these face or Instagram live videos, which are informative. Um, he's got a nice little product line going for himself, but the 99% local podcast is bringing stories of middle Tennessee entrepreneurs, business owners, musicians, authors, and any others hustling out there. This isn't your typical business podcast in terms of just discussing the simple questions about business or work. Everybody has a story their own unique upbringing and a passion for that, why they do what they are doing. So without further ado, we are so happy that Chris decided to join us today and talk about his podcast and what he is trying to promote. And you're going to find something interesting about what the 99% local podcast means. Chris, thanks for coming on with us today um, and taking some time out of your day to explain your podcast. And um, we're excited to have this conversation with you in regards to the 99% local podcast. Um, what we want to, what I want to start with is asking you, you know, one, how long have you wanted to do podcasting or create your own podcast? Um, and kind of, you know, how long did it take from the, the idea of the, of the 99% local podcast to, you know, creating the premise for it and releasing it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. This is an awesome uh, opportunity. I've been a fan of you guys for uh, a few months now. So yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I've wanted to really do a podcast for years, but you know, couldn't find out the, figure out the right niche. You know, I think, you know, that's what it's all about. Right. Um, right. I've, I've worked in technology full time for 15 years and, Nobody necessarily wants to listen to a dude talk about Microsoft or <laughs> server software. So maybe some do, but I would say that's a niche audience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been involved in music most of my life too, since my teens, I've played in various bands around the Chicago area. Um, but the market's flooded with music based podcasts too, even here in Nashville more so. Sure. Um, and then I'm thinking, okay, dad's talking about their kids, you know, who they love, but also sometimes want to kill. Not literally, but, well, you so, guys are doing that. That, that so. sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I, just to give you a little of my story, and then I'll, I'll revert back and answer the question. So I live in Spring Hill, which most of you know is about a half hour south of Nashville, down right. 65. Um, so hold on. Let me back up. Um, I came from the Midwest, North Central Illinois, to be exact, and lived uh, about the last 15 years of my life in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, and I'm going to get flack for this, but people up there just aren't really nice at all. <laughs> it really has to do with the weather, the politics, and taxes, if I can be honest. So <laughs> my, my family and I escaped down here to Spring Hill uh, about two years ago. And, you know, there's such a sense of community here in Nashville. And Middle Tennessee seems to really value family and friends. And, you know, it, it, to me, you pretty much always feel welcome. You know, the city comes together during times of need. Nashvillians, you know, won't hesitate to give back if the community is struggling or has a need. 
Um, and I think the, uh, that's really the quality of life that's drawing people to this state in Nashville specifically. So um, getting back to your original question, though, about coming up with the premise of the podcast, um, to me, it's all about the community here. So when I started going to different like school events for my kids, local stores, like coffee shops, donut shops, whatever, I'd start meeting people who had such interesting careers um, and most of them were either business owners, entrepreneurs who had startup companies or side hustlers, you know, those who are making money outside of their nine to five job. Um, and then I'd keep seeing these people over and over again. So it really started to have that small town feel. So um, I can't say this idea is original for this podcast because I actually got it from a um, there's a podcast called Marietta Stories podcast, which is based in Marietta, Georgia. Um, and the premise of that podcast is basically crazy cool stories from the community builders of, mm. of that area. Uh, cool. The guy who hosts it, I think his name's Bill Nowicki. He started out by taking a microphone around to local farmers markets and interviewing the vendors and sharing their stories. So that's ultimately what inspired me to want to do this here in Middle Tennessee. And that's what everybody wants to hear is stories. Yeah. yeah uh, we yeah. we get feedback on our podcast so much um, in regards to sometimes we do research on subjects. It's a little loose, but um, w- most people say we love when you tell the stories from your past. And yeah. that's what really yeah. draws people in. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sharing the, uh, the crazy cool stories from the community builders of Nashville and Middle Tennessee, you know, whether they're running a business or creating in another way, you know, through writing books, music, or other media. Sure. So very cool. And you have, um, you have about 22 episodes out. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're on season two. Um, you started about August of what was it? 2019 this past year you started in about August. Yeah. It hasn't even been a year. Yeah. You've had everything from comedians, um, country musicians, children to authors, artisans, entrepreneurs, like you said, chefs, um, even somebody who was on American Idol. So what I have to ask is, who has been your favorite interview or guest on the podcast? And I mean, you can elaborate on that. You don't have to, but I, I would love to know the answer of that from somebody who has listened to pretty much all of the, the content you've put out. Yeah, well, I can't say all of them because that's the cop out answer. So, <laughs> um, the so so from from the perspective of who was the coolest to have the chance to talk to, that would have been Eddie Island from last year's season of American Idol. He had a really cool story. He's a really cool dude, down to earth. He actually um, has a really funny story about how he got to Nashville, and he's just he loves Nashville. He's just all about it. So so that that would be my 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 absolute favorite or the coolest that I've had a chance to talk to. Um, well, that that's great. Episode. So if you're yeah. listening out there, definitely uh, check out the 99% local podcast, the Eddie Island episode. Chris, I have to ask, it gets such a bad rap nationally, this term. Um, but since you cover the 99% locals, what is, and I've always wanted to know this, what is that 1%? <laughs> okay. So, so the funny thing about middle Tennessee and Nashville, and I discovered this when I moved down here is that there's hardly anyone here who lives here. That's originally from here. Um, mm-hmm. so, and I, and I think 
the terms called unicorns if you're native to here. Yeah, right? you're talking to okay. two of them on, on this podcast <laughs> okay. today. We are very and rare. Then, okay, and I was looking into this the other day, and I guess there's a term adopted if you've lived here more than five years. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I have um, I have not. That's something that we can definitely, what, run with? Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. adopted. Yeah, I don't know. So... <laughs> So I guess you could say the one percent are um, the unicorns, and the ninety-nine percent are the imports and the adopted. Gotcha. I like that. I feel like yeah. that's an accurate yeah. statistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also, to me, it presents a little bit of a, I don't know, mirrored image of what you would expect out of a podcast called the the ninety-nine percent local podcast. You think ninety-nine percent of them are local, but they're not, and. That right. actually puts, I don't know, it, it gives it a better uh, premise to me. You know, if I'm, if I'm listening, thinking everybody's from Nashville and I found out they're not, but they moved here because they love this place. And like you said at the yeah. beginning of this community, um, that definitely means a lot to quote unquote unicorns, um, <laughs> it, yeah. whether you think it does or not. So uh, Finally, before we get into some fun questions, uh, Chris, I wanted to ask you one more. And it, to me, out there, we want the world, you know, listening to ninety-nine, the 99% local podcast. So if somebody was coming into, you know, they just downloaded the Stitcher app or they're, they're, somebody told them to start listening to a podcast and they find yours, what to our listenership out there would be the one episode that you would want them to listen to first? Do I have to just give one? well what that one kind of dominoes into multiple so a good introductory yes yeah 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 um well i always say you got to go back and listen to the first episode um mark glesney was on the first episode he became a good buddy of mine he's the founder of efficacy clothing company he's a marketing director for a publisher in nashville um he's got such a cool story and you know, he's been a huge supporter of this podcast. And um, yeah, I think that's just kind of the whole, like you said, the domino effect. Um, it, that's why I asked if you could just do one. If, <laughs> if I could say a close number two, it would be number five with Joshua Merrill. He's the founder of Legacy Coffee in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Um, his story kind of you know, tells what this podcast is about, you know, he's got this impactful story and um, it's very detailed how he basically took $30 and started this mobile trailer, this coffee trailer and built it into a brick and mortar store, coffee store. And now he's expanding. So, and on top of that, he's just an awesome dude. So that's That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so if if you're out there and uh, you're looking for definitely a new podcast to listen to, we would suggest that uh, episodes one and five, like Chris said. So, Chris, now that we've we've kind of gone through some formal questions here on Raising Nashville, we often ask our listenership, uh, whether it be hypothetical questions or you know just something that we want to responded to on social media. So we're gonna go back to a couple of previous episodes and major questions that we just asked. And we're just going to roll them off to you. Uh, Not necessarily rapid fire. You can expand if you want. But if we know that you've stopped, we understand that that's as far as it needs to go. (laughs) All right. Do you? All right. So in your experience, do you think the terrible twos is a real thing or a myth? Man, I I can't even remember. (laughs) 
Safe answer. I have I have three girls. I have three girls. And they're all angels. They're terrible at every age. Oh. <laughs> man, which is two. <laughs> I have I have three girls, and my wife's not going to like that comment, but I have three girls, nine, seven, and five. Oh, man. Um, I, I think with just having the one kid, the my nine-year-old, when she was two, yeah, I believed in the terrible twos, but <laughs> – yeah. After that, it's just it's just all downhill. <laughs> I got you. Um. All right. So, out of the cartoons they watch, which is there a, a cartoon you like that they watch, and is there one that you dislike? Oh man! So lately, they've been watching Scooby Doo, and it's not Sweet. like the new Scooby Doo. It's the old ones. That's oh. awesome. Nice. It's the old ones. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I watch them with them. So. That's pretty cool. Is there um, is there definitely one that you just? I mean, it's like nails on a chalkboard when one of your your kids past, you know, present or past mentioned the these words. Not so much a cartoon, but pretty much anything on YouTube that they watch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've yeah we've we've gone through that too. Um, I got one more, one last question. Do you have a favorite conspiracy theory, and what is it? You don't have to j- dive into it. I just want to know if you have one. I do. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> if you really want to know, yes. And it's, uh, I, I actually have several, but my my main one is the moon landing. Oh, all right. Yes, yes. Cool, man. Our tinfoils are so, sticking straight up right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I won't, I won't get much deeper into that. Sure. But, uh, no, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. So okay. I, I don't. I'm, I'm on yeah, your side on that questions. one. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, we really thank you yeah. for t- again taking your time out of the day, coming on, raising Nashville, promoting the ninety nine percent local podcast. Um, for our listenership out there, it is uh, an amazing interview and, like Chris said, storytelling podcast that you can find. Um, Chris, before we get out of here today, is there anything that uh, else that you want to plug, uh, possibly you know, upcoming interviews or anything that's going on with your podcast right now? Yeah, or uh, where our listenership can find you and your podcast. I'm on Instagram at 99% local pod, uh, or you can go to the website at 99percentlocalpod.com as far as upcoming interviews um I, I got some cool names that i'm in the works i'm trying to reach out to some um some other notable people that have recently kind of moved to the nashville area that um used to be on tv i'm not really saying much yet because i'm working on that and you know it, it's really funny and it goes back to the whole community thing is you just reach out to these people and they actually get back to you. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Again, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, We really appreciated the time. We wish you the best of luck with your podcast. We will continue listening and we hope that we can, we can catch a a couple of followers from each of us. Um, It's all about community. It's all about, you know, just getting that word out. And I love the story aspect. So again, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be listening. And uh, I don't know, hopefully we'll do it again someday. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Take care. Well, that was a fun interview with Chris Green from the 99% Local Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate him coming on. And I mean, we learned a lot about that 99% that it is not local. Yeah, I totally thought it was going to be like a one percenter type thing, you know, like he was only interviewing the uber elite. So I was like way off. 
<laughs> but we did find out that, you know, it is 99% of people who move to Nashville and that start businesses here or, you know, try to do something creative for the community. And we always appreciate that. Um, up next, we actually have something really special for you guys. Now, I know we talk on this podcast how we, you know, we cover subjects about raising children because we're dads doing that in, in Nashville. So we do, you know, episodes on the city of Nashville. And then some of our favorite episodes have been pop culture. Um, it all started with the Fire Festival episode. I think, what was that, our third episode? Yeah, something like that. Um, and, and that still is one of my favorites today. But because this is a, uh episode reviewing local podcasts and we wanted to play pop culture, we have probably my favorite podcast out there. And we actually have one of them in the studio today. The podcast is called San Dimas Today. And if you have been living under a rock for the last 30 years, you should know what San Dimas refers to. And that is the epic tales of Bill and Ted. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. So this is a podcast that started August 27, 2018. They have 24 episodes out. And the entire podcast is about the two films of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which kind of hit home to the three guys in this room. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that is kind of our upbringing. We like to say that. Um, this podcast is hosted by Jason T. Mears and Kelly Hoyle Bullock. And today we have Kelly in the studio with us to talk about it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming over here. Um, I know we don't get a lot of visitors. Normally, it's our wives and our children. Uh, <laughs> so having you on the studio is a is a treat for us. Um, what we wanted to do today is just kind of get in a, a casual conversation about San Dimas today. For those that have not heard of this podcast or haven't uh, listened to it yet, I guarantee you after this interview, you will be rushing to your local Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find them, and you will pick up on some of these episodes. Kelly, I have to ask, how in the world does somebody come up with the idea of a podcast just talking about Bill and Ted. <laughs> well, first, I just want to thank you guys for having me on because I really love your podcast. And I was just listening to one of your first episodes about Opryland. Yep. Oh, yeah. The first job I ever had was at Opryland. No shit. Uh, here in Nashville, right about the same time that I met Jason T. Mears, Esquire. Uh, <laughs> at that point, he, was, he had not gone to law school. But... Uh, we met around 1991. We went to middle school together, high school in uh, the suburbs here in Hendersonville, about 20 minutes up the road. Sweet. Um, and we bonded over two things. Uh, one was Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. Um, and the other was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think Sweet. I could bond over those things. We we bonded over Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know if you remember that or not. You hated him, and I loved I, him. No, I didn't hate him. <laughs> you hated that I always had those CDs in my car. I know. Anyway, you're misremembering. Fair Go enough. On. Kelly, um, you're getting... You're getting to see behind the scenes here. There's a lot of like family bickering on this podcast. Well, absolutely. I, I'm looking around this room here, and you guys are our demographics. <laughs> Thank you. You know, late 30s, early 40s. We remember when these movies came out. Before we get into the next question, I have to ask, though, what was your job at Opryland Theme Park? I sold Dippin' Dots ice cream on a bicycle. Kelly, nice. I, I have no doubt I was probably... 
a customer of yours. <laughs> I have zero doubt in my I mind. believe it. The yeah. ice cream of the future. Yeah. I mean, that, it kind of fits yeah. in with today's uh, subject about the a podcast. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got a question. Um, do you Did Keanu voice uh, use his voice in the Bill and Ted cartoon? For the first season, he did. He did. The first season, the entire cast... Well, really, Alex, Keanu, and uh, uh, George Carlin use their actual voice. Wow! Oh, how many how many seasons were there of the the cartoon? There were th- three, I think. But the last two, uh, the cast pulled out, and they were, I think, they were voiced by the. I don't know if you remember. There was a short lived single season on Fox, live action Bill and Ted, and what? it was like really? eight or nine episodes. It was horrible. But all the voices on that show did the last two seasons of the cartoon. Of the cartoon. Gotcha. Damn. It was a live action Bill and Ted show. I didn't need to like look that up now. <laughs> I just think, you know, if you don't have Alex and Keanu, you don't have Bill and Ted. No, you're right. right. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Huh. Um, okay, so I'm going to jump into a tough question. <laughs> Excellent adventure or bogus journey? Well, so... You know, speaking for myself, <laughs> this is you have a podcast all about this. So this, this is where my co-host and I we do differ in our opinion here, um, and respectfully so. Uh, I I I prefer Excellent Adventure. I think it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. The stakes are lower. It's not as dark. It right. just it's just the complete warm and fuzzy that, that sure. I love about Bill and Ted. Yeah. Sure. The yeah. up and down. I mean, the the up and down. It it, it is perfect, and it ends in a perfect scene on that stage, um, you know, where everybody's out there and they're helping them, you know, give the report. And <laughs> it's just, it's heartwarming at the end, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but everything from like the, what was the water park and all the mall scenes and everything, it was just so, it felt like, I don't know, adventure, you know? Yeah. It's like Goonies felt to me. You know, like this just feels like I could be hanging out with these guys or <laughs> somewhere in the background of this time. You're right. Yeah, Bogus Journey is definitely darker. And I, and I gravitate towards darker things. I think that's yeah. probably why I like the, the <laughs> other one, but yeah. Okay, to follow up, since since you picked Excellent Adventure, what's your favorite character out of each of the films? Okay, so... It, it, this is easy. It uh, for excellent adventure. It's it's always going to be Napoleon Terry okay. Camilleri. <laughs> You've uh, had him on your podcast. We did interview him. Cool. Uh, I want to hang out and drink with this guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, he just seems like a blast. It's one of my favorite episodes that you guys do. All right, so Napoleon for excellent adventure, and then William Sadler is the Grim Reaper no for Bogus Journey. I mean. It, it, timeless. You can't. Yeah, you can't beat that. It's like a rhetorical question yeah, yeah. on Bogus Journey. I mean, he may be the greatest character across the whole thing. Yeah. Pre- yeah, he's and, pretty good. And my favorite part about that is just the acting. And when you initially see him, and then they get into the games, and the first game <laughs> yeah. he loses is some of the best acting. He's so frustrated. You can see it in his face. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then when he turns around and, you know, they go into best of three, it just, to me, that is some of the, the best cinema in both of these oh, yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole play on, the, like, what is it, the seventh sign or whatever, that's like that, that version that of classic, the Grim Reaper. Exactly. Yeah. That's that, it's, it's that classic brilliant. vision of death, yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's Kiana's favorite movie? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, like, you... uh, yeah, yeah, Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Which... I, I don't know Keanu. Uh, oh. We've never met. Um, oh. Okay. All right. Well, I'll circle back. 
so who has been your favorite guest? You mentioned the Napoleon, the guy that played Napoleon. Has that been your favorite guest that you've had so far on the podcast, or is there somebody else that sticks out? Well, so that interview was really great. I it was too short though. Like I want to. I'm hoping we can do another one with him. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my favorite, or maybe I could probably say for Jason and myself, our favorite was with the composer David Newman. Okay. Um, so he. He is part of the most Oscar-nominated family in history. So David Newman, he's got his father. I forget his father's name, but he has a brother, Thomas Newman, and then his cousin, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Yeah. And they've, they've, together, they've scored like thousands of movies. Wow. And have been nominated across the board. And so he was interesting. He was kind of prickly at first, and I think he was like, okay, I agreed to this weird interview with these guys. Yeah. But by the end of the interview, like he was, he was telling us that he thought what we were doing was like good for humanity. And he was just super into it. And he kind of opened up throughout the interview and it was, it was great. That's That's awesome. That's That's cool. cool. Anytime you can get people talking about like what they're interested in or what they're into, you know, that seems to always loosen it up. You guys also had the co-creator of Bill and Ted. Yeah, Chris Madison. Yes. Wow. He, that was the first interview we got. So we we didn't set out to interview anyone. This idea, uh, going back to your first question, um, <laughs> it, it we just were going to do probably a six or seven episode thing about how much we like Bill and Ted. Sure. We thought we should do a podcast together, and it made sense to start with Bill and Ted. And then we were just kind of like, well, maybe we just try to reach out to some people and see if if they'd be see interested. what happens and like almost everyone we've reached out to did you know at the time when you started the podcast that they were making a third film did not you did not so now we knew that we knew the idea had been out there okay and because it was it's been floated around for a long for time a yeah so yeah like... yeah and so i'd heard rumors there was a script but certainly didn't realize the whole thing was going to get like greenlit and done while yeah. we were doing it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> right place, right time, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, um it is absolutely awesome. How excited is Kiana for the third one? <laughs> you know, if I had to speculate, uh I've seen some Instagram posts from New Orleans and it seems oh. like he's he's excited. Yeah. Man, I like New Orleans too. They they've been <laughs> they've been putting out pictures from the set. Um, which is pretty cool. It's true. And to touch on another person that is going to be in the new film, because they're bringing a lot of people back, right? And, and for those listenership out there that don't know, or again, been somewhere under a random rock, they are making a third Bill and Ted movie called Face the Music. Yep. I'm absolutely excited about it. I've seen, I've read a bunch of stuff about it. Now, like you said, speculation begins on mm-hmm. what this is going to be, sure. how it's going to progress throughout the film. The next question, I have is does face the music live up to the hype in a world of like remakes and reboots and people who have spent this much time between the last film and the one that they're trying to put out right I, I, I can only I can't help but go to like a, a super troopers where mm. we've been wanting that second super troopers for 20 years and they gave it to us and then I watched it and I was like I mean I get it but yeah. I've been waiting 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they put it out and I still don't know what to feel about it. I will watch it again, but I was excited. I got pumped about it and I'm going to for this one. So does it live up to the hype? I certainly hope it doesn't suck. Sure. Yeah, uh, That would be bogus. But 
I'm hopeful uh, because you have the original writers and creators. Okay. Uh, you've got Alex and Keanu, and I think that's like that's the magic for the sauce, right? Like you, you have those four. Um, everything I've heard about the plot that basically there'll be a little bit of setup and then they're going to have 78 minutes to write the song to save the universe. Okay. And their daughters are going to be involved. Sure. Hip hop artist Kid Cudi will be playing himself in the movie. Do you think he was just a fan of the franchise? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, There had been some Twitter back and forth with him and Alex Winter over the years. Because these movies are notoriously known for having um, these cameos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But Kid Cudi is actually playing himself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And most people do play themselves, but they're just pop in. But he's going to play a significant role in the film, right? Yeah. yeah, Okay. And I wonder how maybe the daughter's music taste will play into into that. What kind of cameos or or what's going to happen. But... Also, you guys watch the show Barry on HBO. Yes. So NoHo Hank will be a villain in this movie. Oh. The the guy okay. that's bald that has no eyebrows. Yep. Yeah. That's that's yeah. awesome. That guy's kind of creepy yeah. in itself. <laughs> He'll so, be a good villain. Right. Uh, I yeah. wonder if there's going to be a scene where him and uh, Death face off and well, because they kind of look so. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. you want to go down the Reddit rabbit hole here. Okay. People are speculating maybe he's the son of Death. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so. but that's so nice. So how do you be the villain? You know, you got this cool guy that just yeah. wants to kick it with yeah. you. Right. Um, maybe it's a Dr. Evil type situation. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty positive about it. I think you guys said it on your podcast. Like, Keanu and Alex both wouldn't... They're both successful people in their own right. Like, yeah. Keanu more acting, Alex more directing now. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't drop what they were doing and come back to do this if it wasn't right quality, right. you know? Like those guys can't sign off on something terrible, right? Why would they? And like, Keanu shaved the beard for this, right? Yeah, he's yeah. known over the last yeah, yeah. like three years. It's he's, interesting. He's had this beard, and we've all kind of grown with Keanu, yeah, beard yeah. Keanu, and now he's back with uh, freshly shaven. He looks a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, I can't grow a beard. Do you think if I if I grew my hair out though that I'd look like Keanu? You know, your hair is not very dark, but. Uh, okay, well, I can you know, I can fix you're that. Not, you're not losing it, so I think you could you're I maybe pull it right. off. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think you okay. should. Juicebox, do you think old boy's <laughs> fanboying out right now? No, I mean, no, what is going no. on with yeah, these Keanu questions? On? No, 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 no. It it is the Keanuessance right now, though. Oh, is it? It is. I mean, that's the truth. Like the internet loves Keanu Reeves right now, and yeah, old uh, boy does too. Understandably. <laughs> Okay, so you're part of, I mean, San Dimas today is uh, pretty popular in its own right because you've created this niche. And we talk about it on our podcast, you know, quite a bit uh, amongst each other that if you have this niche, you're going to stand out. Um, you're also part of We Own This Town, which is a, a Nashville podcast uh, group. What would you call it? We Own This Town? Network, I guess. Network, yeah, um, network of podcasts in Nashville. Which it really just grew out of uh, this guy, Michael Eads. Um, he had been. Uh, he went to MTSU. He did a lot of work with Sponge Bath Records. Okay. And uh, he just a local supporter of of art and music. Um, and he's he's had a record label, uh, YK Records. Um, we own this town. Was maybe one of the first local podcasts I even remember existing. Sure. Where he talked about local music and local bands. And so I think once he got sort of the space to do it 
he's just sort of birthed this network of just friends doing local, mostly Nashville-based stuff like what you guys do. Sure. Right. Very um, cool. We're actually one of the exceptions where <laughs> our podcast has nothing to do with Nashville other than my partner and I are, are friends that, that grew up around the, here. Right? Sure. Yeah, so. Very cool. That is awesome. Um, and I think we can say a lot of uh, local artists have been influenced by Bill and Ted over the years, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, look, yeah. so, I, and I have to bring this up because in, in order to prepare for this interview, I went back last night and I watched Bogus Journey. And I love watching these films over and over again because there are things that you didn't pick up on the previous 29 times you watched the movie. Yeah. I have to ask, did you know who Primus was? Primus in 91. So, you know, that's a good question. It's hard. It would be hard for me to give you a factual answer here because I saw Primus two years later at Lollapalooza. Okay. Um, but in 91... Maybe that's how I found out who they were. Sure. In that movie. And and this that's is probably the, what happened. Why I bring it up is cuz man, I, I was watching last night and I almost spit my beer out when the <laughs> band that was playing in the Battle of the Bands at the end of the movie right before Wild Stallions are set to go on uh comes out and you just immediately recognize that baseline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You it's unmistakable and when you see Les Claypool on the screen with that flipped up biker's hat. I mean, true early nineties and just rocking out. Yeah. They were a whole different band then, you know, yeah, Oh, for sure. This was prior to my name is mud. Right. Yeah. And this was prior was, to was, Jerry. Yeah. Tommy, the cat. Man. Yeah. Um, Tom Waits was on that song. Really? Yeah. That's, Tom Waits does the intro on that, that song. That, and, and that is awesome. Um, so there are a lot of throwbacks there. If they're if people are new to your podcast, what's one episode that you recommend for them to tune into to like kind of really get into it? Give them an idea of what you guys are all about to new listeners to Ooh. yeah get a good feel. That's a good question. People um, who are ready for for face the music and they find your podcast are like holy shit this exists <laughs> one two I'm about to dive in. You know the the last episode we did, which was interviewing. Uh, uh, Dr. Amy Stock, who plays Missy, and she's in all three movies. Her whole story about just being an actress in L.A. and getting jaded with it and leaving and then coming back and figuring it all out again and, like, the new times we're in. Sure. Digital medium and all that. That's a pretty good episode right there. I, I think that would be not a bad one to start. I took a road solid. trip in February, and I listened to that episode, and I was blown away by that interview. In fact, she so, she's so generous to you know just tell you everything about it, and she's an open book, and yeah. she loved talking to you guys so much so that she couldn't give away the details for Face the Music, but she mm -hmm. said that she would come back on after it's been released and talk about it, yeah, and that's yeah. so cool, you know? Just to uh, just an icon in the two films, like Missy, mm -hmm. who goes from one dad to the next, and I wonder how her how it plays out in this one. That's yeah, that's gonna be. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, first of all, she blew, blew me away in the fact that how she had to sell herself to get that role because she did, as she liked to say, she didn't have the assets mm -hmm. that, like oh, like <laughs> they you. were looking yeah. for. So she really like had to get into the acting and like. That like you guys remember when Bill and Ted are introducing all the uh, uh, historical yeah uh, uh, people of importance and and they're like 
Bob Genghis Khan and her like facial reaction to that. I feel like that like that alone probably won the role for it. Yeah. It's just it's so good. She's it is awesome. And she talks a lot about the, the seance scene in the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she ad libbed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And uh like I said, I watched it last night and I'm like, yes, like yes. Impressive. You know? And all those guys are in that scene, Chris Madison, uh Ed Solomon. A lot of the creators and writers. Really? Oh, the, I did not know that. that. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. I've got one last question. Um, what does Kiana smell like? <laughs> what is up with you, yeah. man? Huh? You, you, guys think wanna, he's, but you think he hangs you guys out wanna, with Keanu? Uh, right. You know, we reached out to Keanu's people, and he was promoting John Wick 3, and we couldn't get through. So, okay. Well, man, I'm going to try again. All right. I'm a, I'll give you my email address. If you get that answer, <laughs> you just send it my way. God. Um, you weren't wondering that, too? Yeah. Well, no, not at all. Um, I don't I care kinda, what Keanu I was kind of wondering like. a little bit. I, I think I would rather know what Alex Winter smells like. I thought you. I really thought you were going for the John Wick look. No, Keanu looks like a kind of like a homeless man a lot of the times. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if he lives have, that lifestyle. Have you, have you heard the theory that that John Wick is just Ted if he had gone to military school? Oh shit! <laughs> God. No, I not. That is awesome. That is fucking. That's great. Awesome. Oh man. Um, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on Raising Nashville today. Uh, for everybody out there, San Dimas today is one of the hottest podcasts out. It's only going to gain steam as this new film is set to be released. And it's when, when's the release date? August 21st. August. Tw- so, we actually have a day. Oh I knew yeah. they had a month. Oh, yeah. So August 21st, 2020, Bill and Ted are back. Kelly, tell everybody out there where they can find you guys. So we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at San Dimas Today. Uh, you can also go to sandimastoday.show, weownthistown.net. A lot of ways to find you. Yeah, Lots of avenues. Yeah. That, is, that is absolutely awesome. Do you guys have any plans for an event around the new movie or anything? Or Yeah, I, I think we right now we're it, it's a... It's, uh, uh, the party is in the making as we speak. Okay. As they yeah. say. You don't so, have to commit to anything. Uh, but. but, but yeah, I, I, we, we would like to maybe do a release party, maybe do a viewing where anybody can come with us. Incredible. Um, will uh, Kiana yeah. be there? <laughs> <laughs> we, we will, we are sending an invite out to Keanu Reeves. That, that, putting, it, putting it in my calendar. Right? That is awesome. <laughs> it's in my calendar just for the event side. So while we uh, take ho- uh, old boy on the next room and hose him down uh, because of this interview, <laughs> we just want to say thank you to uh, Kelly Hoyle Bolick from San Dimas today. This was absolutely incredible. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. Thank you guys. This has been a blast. Yeah, man. Thank you. Be, uh, what, what do we say? Be excellent. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. You know it, old boy. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I, you put me on the spot. <laughs> Real bad. Party on, old Party boy. Party on, yeah. <laughs> really. So it's been an uh, absolute blast, you know, uh, taking three local podcasts and bringing them to your attention if you don't already know about them. Um, I know we've had a lot of fun today interviewing Chris Green from the 99% Local Podcast, uh, Zeke Baker from Dad's Drinking Bourbon, um, and Kelly Hoyle Bolick from San Dimas today. Um, it, I don't know. what It was awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very cool. Good. And we hope that you go out there, you've you paid attention to the podcast, you've listened to their socials, their websites. Go find them, listen to them, like them, rate them. You know, they, it... It means a lot in the podcast world, but these guys really 
all three of them need no introduction. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening to us. I want to say, uh, reach out to us and tell us what your uh, favorite well bourbon is. <laughs> yes. we're, looking, we're looking for some new suggestions. <laughs> or if you know uh, a line on how to get in touch with Keanu Reeves, uh, old boy would really, really like that. Old boy's all ears. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, as always, wherever you find your podcast, feel free to take uh, 30 seconds out of your day um, and like us, rate us, leave us a comment. Go on our socials at Raising Nashville Podcast, Raising Nashville Podcast. Shit, you know where to find us. Um, let us know. D- God, I, I brought it up again. Uh, DM us. Tell you what. Tell us what you want us to uh, cover, and we would be happy to do that and throw out a mention. Um, but all I can say is, party on, dudes. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah, we want you to know what we go through. Yeah, the fear. Nice. Guitar pickers in Nashville And they can pick more notes Than the number of ants On the Tennessee anthill Yeah, there's 1,352 Guitar cases in Nashville And anyone that unpacks his guitar Can play twice as better than I will Yes, I was just 13 You might say I was a musical Proverbial knee-high when I heard a couple new sounding tunes on the tubes and they blasted me sky high And the record man said everyone is a yellow sun record from Nashville And up north here ain't nobody buys them And I said but I will And it was Nashville cats Play clean country water Nashville cats Playing wild mountain dew